So, do you think that everyone that loves cats has that toxo virus? Uh, you know, the toxoplasma virus. There's a there's a, a disease that gets into mice and rodents mm-hmm. that make them completely. In fact, it kind of makes them fall in love with cats. Yep. Right. Yep. I've heard to the of point it. which yep. they'll walk right up to them, and the cats will kill them and eat them, and then the cats will poop, and that's how it, it wants to be in a cat. Right. This toxovirus. I can't remember what it's actually called. Mm-hmm. And um, toxoplasmosis. So, I've I've heard of yeah, it. Yeah, toxoplasmosis. So if it gets into if it gets into a rodent, the rodents run up to the cats and they love the cats. Cats kill the rats and then gets back into the cat's gut where it wants to be. Mm-hmm. Right? Evolution. But yeah, yeah. but people can people can probably can get toxo as well. They can. And, if you have a compromised immune system, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So do you think that maybe crazy cat ladies are sick with toxoplasmosis that's probably yeah it wouldn't surprise me if that's what causes their insanity i mean inevitably it's uh, what kills you is encephalitis or at least by... a, a contributing factor yeah right yeah they just start hoarding every cat that they can find yeah until they have them pressed as thin as sheets of paper between their hoarded up books and magazines. Oh, don't. And <laughs> oh. Come on, you've watched an episode of Hoarders. Come on. I have, and it's always bad when they're like, oh, I wonder I how long this cat has been here. But you know why people watch it, so they can say to themselves, well, I'm not as bad as that person, so That's I guess right. life I is good. I only hoard newspapers. I only hoard children. <laughs> I may be bad, but I never shit in a bag and kept it in a closet. Oh, Jason. What? No, I haven't. <laughs> no. <laughs> what are you implying? I was implying that I had. You ruined the joke. Hello and welcome to the Cinetific Institute. I am podcast professor Jason Harding. And I am podcast professor Atticus Blake. And on this show, we take a movie and see if its scientific claims hold up under severe testing. Isn't that right? Uh, yeah, I mean, pretty severe. I mean, we, we, I mean, like severe, like we get into every orifice, orifice and every crevice. I don't even And we use perform loop. a vivisection yeah. and then we toss its lifeless body on a heap and then we publish our results. Yeah, I'm trying to perfect my Y incision. Yes. It's easy. You just make a letter Y. Why? What are you doing? It's a Y. It's a letter Y. I don't know letters. I actually started upside down and made an accidental almost peace sign across this, the cadaver in medical school. <laughs> you made school. A, and a Q incision. <laughs> and one of them accidentally looked like a swastika. I'm not. Oh, I'm God. so upset with myself. I just said, well, cross here, cross here, and then do that, and then they were like, Jesus, right. Jesus, stop, stop. What are you doing? That's somebody's, somebody's, <laughs> somebody's Nana. When Rabbi Rabinowitz donated his body to science, he didn't think you were going to do that to him. I didn't mean to. I swear I'm not racist. <laughs> what movie are we going to die uh, to, I don't know, test this time around? Uh, we're performing an Y incision on 1999's The Matrix. I'm not going to make it through this if you do that voice. Come on. <laughs> Everybody loves the Keanu for a reason. Matrix! A whole bunch of science in that, huh? Quite a bit, actually. But very, probably very simplistic answers from what you and I have gone over. <laughs> well, that's great. But before we can go ahead and strap the Matrix to a dildo, to an autopsy, yeah. <laughs> no. strap, it's a strap-on. Come on. 
We have to do a little segment. See, guys, we are very, very smart. But it seems like people notice when we're really, really dumb, and we invite people to let us know when we're really stupid, and that segment is called... We were fucking wrong. So, these are comments from uh, listeners from our last show, which was Wanted. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Right? Uh, it was Wanted. It was Wanted, which was Jesus Christ. Anyway. <laughs> uh, so, uh, let me see. The first commenter that I wanted to look at was Steph P. Kokaza. And, uh, oh, hi. In Is this a new person? Yes, I believe so. Um, Thank you, Steph. They had made the comment uh, in reference to the laminated glass outside of the window and whether or not you could just fire a bullet at it, bullet at it and run through it. This is in a skyscraper. He says, laminated right. glass, it's strong, it's versatile, and when it breaks, a special plastic interlayer in the double-glazed window holds the glass in place. So if he ran headfirst mm-hmm. into it, even after he fired a bullet into it, he probably would have bounced off... And fallen mm-hmm. back in. <laughs> Made a kind of crazy indent in it. Yeah. Right? Just kind of like an indent. Mm-hmm. Nope. Absolutely true. Thanks, Steph. Okay. And our favorite little Danish friend. I, don't, I keep calling him little even though he's probably 6'3". I think he's told me how tall he is and I just keep forgetting. Well, anyway, microblogging. Um, every time you say my favorite little Danish friend, I, I, I picture a know-it-all bear claw running around. Well, actually... <laughs> I, you know what? I say little because he's half my age. Well, a little over half my age. But the, the thing is, I, yeah. I mean little, I mean younger. But he is right. well-educated, intelligent young man. So Probably could beat both of us up. Uh, yeah, yeah. All right. So in reference to a comment that you made about genetic disorders, Jason, he says, Jason, oh, yes. go look up the rarity of gen- g- genetic disorders. Saying one in a million makes perfect sense for a hereditary disease. Okay, fine. <laughs> he got Whatever. you. Whatever. He got you. Um, now, I'm looking for one from Francois Lacombe. Okay. Francois Lacombe. Uh, we were talking about uh, muscle contractions, and he says, Yes. There is a scientific rationale behind that. When a muscle contracts, only a fraction of its fibers actually contracts at any given time. Something like 20%, I think. That's why it's so difficult to hold yourself really still. You always have a little bit of residual motion as the muscles dynamically switch from one set of fibers to the next. When you get flooded Mm. with adrenaline in a moment of great stress, all all the fibers in your muscles can be made to contract at once, greatly increasing the force that they exert. I actually know this. I, I have an explanation myself. However... This will almost certainly cause a lot of damage to the muscles, bones, and tendons, and very possibly land you in the hospital afterwards. This is actually what causes a muscle to grow when a person is bodybuilding. Um, during certain during certain motions and exercises, uh, what you're supposed to do is is do a few warm ups with say an empty bar for a bench press, mm-hmm. and you're supposed okay. to make sure that your form is good too, so that you're doing it correctly, and then add the okay. weight because what happens is it engages not just a few of the muscle fibers like he's saying, but many of them, and the more contractions you make and the heavier the weight, the more of the fibers are being used at a time, and then they tear okay. ever so slightly, which is why they're 
constantly right. consuming protein because it will repair the muscle. Um, but he's talking about big. he's talking about. So if we wanted to, uh, you had your baby suck underneath a flipped open a flipped over car. There have been cases where a person uh, has has been able to flip the car upside, you know, onto its off of its haunches back onto its wheels haunches, mm. <laughs> um, yes. and save their car haunches. Save. <laughs> another 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 invention here at the Cinetificate Institute. No one wanted them, but we're inventing them anyway. Just like the lickety split. Uh, but yes, so what probably <laughs> happened is that this person flipped the car over. It may have been a, you know, a 25-year-old female um, who, who wanted to get her baby and then just whoa, flipped skinny, mini, flipped the car over with their strength because she was a, the rush of adrenaline. She probably mm. tore a muscle. She may have torn a muscle. That's what he's trying to say. I would think she'd tear more than just a muscle. I think, I mean, we have, I mean, there are limits to what we can do with our own body, right? Mm-hmm. We have we have limits, stress tolerance limits with our bones and our muscles and, you know, stuff. People's arms and legs get ripped off all the time. I mean, not, I don't know, all the time. Maybe. I don't know. That's not a scientific statement. <laughs> that, yeah, no, I just, I, the other day I saw a guy get his arm ripped right out of the socket yeah. and he said, can't you know, walk 10 feet le- without seeing it. <laughs> Blood was squirting out everywhere. Tis but a scratch, you know. <laughs> But no, I'll, I'll agree. I, here's the thing. You mentioned the lady flipping a car over. I don't know if that is apocryphal or if that actually happened. Ah, yes. Okay. I, All right. It, people have been saying that since like the 1970s. Uh, maybe not flipping a car over, but lifting a car. I've I've also heard that too. And it's always a lady and a fucking baby. It's never like. And then there was the crack dealer whose car was on fire and he wanted to get his crack out before. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, come on. <laughs> and, and he lifts the, the car up the crack and, crack. and he, he ends up overdosing. Wait, can you overdose on crack? Of course you can. You probably can, right? It'd give you a heart attack. Oh yeah, eventually. definitely. But how much crack do you? Uh, I need yeah. somebody to tell me in the comments how much crack do you need to smoke <laughs> before it kills you? How much you? crack can a crack smoker smoke before a crack smoker can't smoke crack? Okay, another one from Francois. I usually only do one, but this one was a really good one. Uh, speaking of okay. distance, uh, for firing a sniper bullet, FYI. The record for distance for a confirmed kill shot is 35, uh, 3,540 meters or just under, just over 2.2 miles. That is okay. an insane shot. It's an insane distance, yeah, definitely. Um, How did they see it? <laughs> <laughs> they must have had a great scope. Guy wasn't moving. Mm. No wind. No wind. The earth must not have been turning. Well. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. But I could see that. I could see that distance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but they make it seem in the in the movie we were talking about a, a shot that was done from like five six miles that went through windows and a beer can and and mm-hmm. and uh, you know the last was one of those plexiglass windows and, and then through somebody's skull. So, right, and no. you know, and the, the the bullet never loses momentum as it pass as it's supposed to when it passes kinetic energy or energy to whatever it's striking before it strikes the. Thing. Thing, yes. Right. Bullets tend to shatter on impact with things that are, you know, hard or po- or even porous. If it hits brick, and not more, mm-hmm. is brick is concrete more porous than? I think one is more porous than the other. Not brick is more porous than concrete. Yes, and it will shatter or or ricochet. Right. Uh, first, it will get really dented and then maybe ricochet too. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so Sir Kitalot, 
Uh, in most, uh, in reference to the car going in reverse, at a, I was like, I was like, wouldn't it, the gear only can go up to a certain amount of power before you can't go, right. you can't go 80 miles an hour in reverse. And then in reference to this, he says, in most cars, the reverse gear has roughly the same uh, uh, ratio as the first gear. Uh. Um, electric cars, however, can theoretically reverse as quickly as they can go backwards. Well, we were talking about a Corvette, a uh, right. late 80s or early 90s Corvette. So no. Right. We weren't talking about a Tesla. Mm. Okay, so we have a lot of them this time. Anton Oleg Schmidt. Hello, Anton. You have, in reference to trauma, he says, uh, you have vivid memories because this event didn't traumatize you. Having clear memories isn't a default state after an adrenaline kick. Traumatizing events that also release adrenaline erase access to memories and experience. And then someone else disagrees with him down here, though. So Cassandra oh. Brockett, said, and who is a, who is a now a longtime commenter, says, yes. uh, I have a big problem with this, as do many who experience trauma and do have memories of the events in question. That's the reason they have trauma. Traumatic uh, memories are, in fact, one of the main focus points for PTSD, which is true. That's true. Now, I quite agree with the comment about adrenaline initially causing memory concerns. However, the actual research is mixed, and it's unclear if the inhibitory, exactatory, uh, in all cases, of course, the issue is also that not uh, noroadrenaline is usually released in the bloodstream to, c to counteract the effects of adrenaline. But that's a long, long and complicated discussion. Um, yeah. Uh, then I don't want to. I don't want to keep reading the entire comment section. But they had that was just their <laughs> little back and forth. Um, who won? Who who won? <laughs> who is next? <laughs> uh, all right. Let me see. Oh, here's a comment for Jason, just for fun. Uh, Red Meridian. Has enough time passed for Lemmy finished special update like you promised? Just one? A month? <laughs> that's you. No, it wasn't. I'm, <laughs> I, don't, I don't... You know my account. My account says my freaking name. You made an account. <laughs> <laughs> um, and let me see. Oh, I didn't even... Oh, there's a new comment from one week, over, week ago. Um, oh. Cassandra Brockett. In reference... When it comes to the dilation effect, there's a neat article that looks at some of the impacts of it. And he's talking about, she's talking about uh, time dilation in reference to, uh, I believe, right. adrenaline. Uh, however, that's right. more interesting to me is that for many telling this, it's not something they report in the moment, but something they actually report after, afterwards, which could mean it's related to memories. As Atticus's story about the lawn darts. Yes, those things are freaking right. scary. It is related to a flashbulb <laughs> memory. It would be interesting to hear what other people hurt, remember from that day, if, you, if, if anything. Usually those sorts of hyper detailed memories are actually composite memories and most of it is isn't built in the moment even though uh we are sure they are hmm. so that, that's interesting that's the last one. Oh, yay so now we can move on and kill the matrix um, i mean experiment with it <laughs> i got my butt plug <sighs> wait when did that happen <laughs> i don't know i just needed it i was gonna do the cool thing get a long black overcoat inspire a bunch of school shooters <laughs> they did not and don't spread that misinformation the movie came out after the shooting in 1999 it was marilyn manson don't you know oh was it marilyn manson? yes it, oh, okay. it was marilyn manson who did it he caused the columbine massacre did he yes no that movie was relay oh. released in may of 20 i'm sorry of 1999 the shooting was in april so no right no was it it's a a scurrilous, oh fuck it! It was I made. Were you gonna say joke. Skrillex? Sorry, Skrillex was like no, ten yeah, when that fucking Skrillex movie came did out. It. <laughs> he was. They were inspired by Boo Boo Bear. <laughs> 
They were inspired by Oswald. No, he didn't even exist. Yes, he did. He's 36 All years right. old. Yeah, okay, but not... Just stop it. <laughs> Shoot those people. All right, we're going to talk getting, about the This makers. is getting like a, a Let Me Finish episode. I'm sorry. Hello, my name is Oswald, and I want everyone to know... Go to your school and shoot them up. It's fine. And all the girls will like you. We at Lemmy Listen Podcasts do not condone the shooting of any human beings whatsoever. Atticus made me say that. <laughs> Jason, Jesus. Wow. Whatever. Wow. Let's talk about the Matrix. Okay, what's the first thing you want to... Oh, oh here's something. I, I Just a little thing. Are all of the people in the people in the Matrix, are they people or some of them NPCs? Oh, so you want to know if everyone is a person. Or or, or or one of the computer programs, but are there also NPCs? You know, they never elaborate on that. Yeah. Ever. Yeah, well, they should have because, well. I mean, because here's a weird thing. They do, in the movie, they do a simulation of the Matrix. Right. right. They do a simulation of the Matrix where they can stop everybody, and there's it's the lady with the red dress thing, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where he's trying to explain everything about how if they're not with us, then they're our enemy and we can kill them. <laughs> but um, in that in, in that scene, they have what is what they call is is it an offshoot of the Matrix or just a simulation of the Matrix? It's a simulation. Okay, so in their simulation, it looks like they're all NPCs, right? Mm-hmm. There are no okay. So let's t- let's talk about the population of the Matrix. There are human beings that have been plugged into the Matrix and experience experience as a real world. There are agents that live in the Matrix, and they are um, artificially intelligent programs. They're not robots. Mm -hmm. They're programs that live in the Matrix as well. They're they're in the Matrix. Mm -hmm. But these artificial, artificial programs apparently experience the Matrix the same way that people do. Mm-hmm. The reason I say that is because Agent Smith says that the thing that he likes the least about being in the Matrix is the smell. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? If there is Which such means a that thing. The, if there is such a thing, because he knows he's in the Matrix, and he, I guess they're stuck there. Once they're, the once they, their program becomes active, I guess it's part of the, the Matrix program, right? Mm-hmm. They must be trapped there. The oddly handsome there's... Hugo Weaving. <laughs> 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 he and Willem but Dafoe they... need to be in a porno. <laughs> But there are other programs in the Matrix, right? There are other artificially intelligent programs mm-hmm. in the Matrix. They also, in, in latter movies, they since we're not going to do the other two, are we? <laughs> no, no, there are ghosts. There are vampires. There are angels. <laughs> we never see any of them. No, we see but... the ghosts. Remember the twins? Oh, I guess they're considered There ghosts. are two vampires is... that Persephone shoots. Yeah, but they are artificially intelligent programs as well. Mm-hmm. That just fucking, I don't know what they're supposed to do. Right, mm-hmm. because there's also the architect who created the Matrix. Well, are we giving away? Are we giving away spoilers here? Because he's the he's yeah, the husband. Care about he's spoilers. the husband of the Oracle and the Oracle. Right. There's and the Oracle, another one. And what was the purpose of the Oracle? She's another program that lives in the Matrix to unbalance right. it. By played by two very fantastic actresses, by the way. Don't give a shit. I do. She's there to unbalance the Matrix. She's yeah, the unbalance the equation. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Why? I don't know. <laughs> Somebody else made a pretty good video about it. So we watch find that on YouTube. Oh really? Yeah. Okay, so there's a lot of artificially intelligent creatures or artificially intelligent and programs that live in the matrix. 
well, are they real or are they simulated animals? Actually, I kind of wondered if they had cats in those little pods because no. it's a black cat no. it's... <laughs> or yeah, dogs. They don't. They're just they're just other programs living in, uh, in the Matrix. I don't think they're actually alive. They're just simply programmed. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, we have people, uh-huh. human beings that are plugged in. I already mentioned them before. So that's what we're looking at is the population of this artificial world, this, this virtual world that lives inside of a computer. Mm-hmm. Right. How and your question is how many of the people that are living inside the computer are NPCs? Are NPCs? They're not. They're just programs, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Well, no, no, no. And programs th- with no no sentience, like no AI. Yeah. I mean, they have a, a basic. They have a basic function to perform. But I don't. I don't. I think that that uh, Morpheus answers the question, right? Yes. He basically tells him the people that live inside the Matrix don't know they live in the Matrix, and um, they're going to resist being having their reality altered, um, and they'll fight you, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. in order to do it. So I'm, I'm thinking that the Matrix is more than likely populated, according to the movie, with billions of people. Ah, uh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. So the size of the Matrix uh, of the computer program must be huge. But my basic question is, we've seen the robots, mm-hmm. right? The squid guys. What are they called? Squiddies. Squiddies. Mm-hmm. And we catch a glimpse of a couple of other robots mm-hmm. at, in the last movie. Ones that literally gather the human beings groaning inside of an amniotic sac and then Yeah, the big spider bots. Yeah. And then, but there has to be another class of robots that created the Matrix. And while creating it, put in the Architect and the Oracle and all of the other stuff. They made hints of that. They said the first version of the Matrix was too perfect and everyone was too happy and we rebelled against, our minds rebelled against it. Because we can't stand having peace. That's right. Now, do you think that's true? Do I think it's true? Um, Do you think it's true? I think that, that I think that Agent Smith up, is on to something, and he says, and he says, when he says that, though, he says, you know, hum, human beings define a lot of define their. Well, he's saying misery, but that they define their existence. Right. I think that I think that uh, a lot of our existence is definitely defined by our mortality. Well, sure. So by if our you mortality. lived forever and you were and you and you were constantly, yeah, in a paradise, because the, the yeah, but we won't live forever because we're. we're Remember, the matrix itself is virtual. Mm-hmm. Our bodies, the bodies that are plugged in, are not. They're they're finite. They're mortal. They will die. Mm-hmm. The bodies themselves will die. So there is no mortality. I mean, there is more. Morta- there has to be mortality in the matrix. Unless they could someone... upload the consciousness to the matrix. They're not doing. But that. you. But this is the thing. If your mind is in the matrix, this is not something mm-hmm. that, that that they go over. But if you are taking your consciousness and putting it in the matrix, and then somehow, do you remember the scene? Uh, well, at the scene at the uh, near the end of the movie when Cipher begins to unplug his compatriots. They die, yeah. correct? Now, well, who's to say mm-hmm. you couldn't fix that problem so that their consciousness would stay in the Matrix? Because technically, that is where it is. Uh, see, I didn't, I didn't catch it. I didn't see it that way. Yeah. They're being connected up to the Matrix, mm-hmm. but it doesn't transfer your thoughts and functions into it. You're experiencing, You're experiencing it in your mind, right. in your own mind. In your mind. Now, that, yeah. that brings up another interesting point, though. So is the collective, is also the Matrix made up of not just the, the structural, the architecture, 
architecture of it, but also every mind that interacts with it. Because the thoughts that you have and the feelings you have and the things that you experience in your brain that are being sent there have to also be uploaded to the matrix. So that See, I don't if think I'm experiencing they, it yeah. and you're experiencing mm-hmm. it, what I'm experiencing, mm-hmm. not only am I experiencing, but it has to be sent to you too. If, like if we get into a car accident the, mm-hmm. in the same car. Right. You are experiencing the same event. Right. Well, you, everyone's, a lot of people are experiencing the same the okay. same event at the same time. But what I'm saying but is it, it, the event itself. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. But I think it's a matter of perception. I, I'm looking at the matrix of it's not something that you go into. It is something that is provided to you. Your consciousness and your sense of self remain with you physically. But what it's giving you... So then are, what is, and, why and is there a problem mo- with disconnecting from the Matrix? I don't know. Yeah, see, why is okay, there a problem? Okay, so there we go. That's Morpheus, a technical plot hole right there. <laughs> well, it's a technical plot hole because Morpheus literally tells him what is real. He asks him the question, what is real? It is what your brain interprets for based on signals that are sent to your brain. Right. And what he implies is, is that all the Matrix is is a computerized program basically VR that directly connects to your physical sensory perceptions, you know, touch, taste, smell, and experience. So everything that you see, touch, feel, all that stuff, that's what's coming into you. It's not something that you go out of in order to experience. Okay. It's kind of like... So I always got the feeling that once the mind is disconnected, it was because your mind was being uploaded to the matrix. Now, if you're mm-hmm. experiencing that in your mind, what the fuck is the mm-hmm. problem with being suddenly disconnected? Connected with the matrix. Your mind is still, your know. brain, your mind, your experiences are still inside your head. Right. You should just be suddenly All right. back. So there's my right. first fucking fuck you. <laughs> In fact, I got to tell you, that's you the sh- first time I've ever thought about that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, when we see, so let's talk about how people experience the Matrix traditionally, is that they are in a pod. They're in this kind of jelly-filled pod, Mm -hmm. and they're connected to a bunch of tubes. (laughs) There's uh, an air tube for breathing, and we just talked about this before the movie, more than likely for the ingestion of nutrients, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. And so you have that going for you, and then they have a series of tubes that are connected down their spine, and into their arms and legs, mm-hmm. right? What are those other things for? You, all you need to do. You, why do you need the arms and legs on the humans? Why not just grow? Right. Why Should... not just grow human heads that it, that are fed glucose? Right. If you're if you're that technologically advanced, or or mm-hmm. a human head that is still carried along by a heart, but why does it need arms and legs? Why not just a torso? Why does it need a penis? Why does it need a? <laughs> Obviously, exactly. it still needs an excretory, right? So it, it's got to be able to poop. Right. So just a, a, a butt mm-hmm. cheeks and a torso, and a head and mouth. And here's another thing that they never never account for, really. In the Matrix, people are getting married and having children. Mm-hmm. But not really, right. right? You're just lying in a tank of goop. Mm-hmm. Another, you're, the person that you married is lying in a tank of goop somewhere else, and you get together and you have a child. Mm-hmm. What is determining that? Is it the matrix that's determining that so you're having a So maybe the machines take your sperm and inject it into the female that you've married in the matrix, and then when they're pregnant with it, they upload the baby. They take the baby from the mother. No, they said they're grown. I, they said they're grown. They're grown, oh. yeah. Entirely, though, or...? I don't, it must be. So I think that what they must be doing is that they're just growing you know, fetuses, and the, the matrix must determine that someone must be getting pregnant at some point, right? Mm-hmm. And then it 
then it simulates the pregnancy for the woman, mm-hmm. just like it has simulated everything else. And then they have a fresh-grown baby ready to take the place of the child for the people in the so matrix to fuck up. So then it means that the person, <laughs> the baby that you have, might not necessarily be genetically related Actually, to you. Actually, at all. At all. At all. So it, our, the, our way would actually be better, unquote. where they take sperm from the father and impregnate the mother to make sure that the, the it grows inside the mother and is the child. Because how are you, if it's just yeah, genetically but, made and they just stick it in the thing. One second, I gotta answer the door. Yeah. One sec. Jason is strangling a dog right now. Oh my god, he is skinning her. He is now eating her intestines, including the dog food inside of her intestines, as well as her poop. Wow, that's a fetish for you. Jeez, I'm just sitting here eating boogers. Sorry, she has a freak out mm. whenever they leave or whenever they come back. So what were you saying? So it's it's that you you have you have ways of recognizing your own child, mm-hmm. and it it's not just so they would have to make sure that all of those senses were intact. You know, taste, touch. Not, mm-hmm. You don't taste your children, but taste, touch, right. smell. <laughs> smell. <laughs> Speak for yourself. Uh, by sight, right? So the child has to look like you. So it, if it's not your mm-hmm. child, then the matrix has to make sure that it looks like you, even if it's not your child. Right. However, if it is your child, they not they also have to. They, they would probably be better off making sure it was actually your child because it would also act like you it would have certain exactly that's less that's less function of the ai that it has to replicate and say no 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 this is not who you are you're not the type of person who uh, i don't know kills people even though that's in your brain it's based on your psychology and where does your psychology come come from yeah. but what i'm saying I mean, is this, if it's we're going to be entering a lot of philosophical arguments yeah. when it comes to the matrix but i'm talking about the technical aspect it would take more mm-hmm. rather than rather than just it, it so a flaw in the movie is that it would be dumb to make babies that are just grown it would mm-hmm. be better for them to actually take the two people and make a, a genetic you know a genetic baby Right. Because then there, that's less that's less things that the machine have to account have to account for with the people. Mm-hmm. Well, there's even more. So here's my fundamental problem with the Matrix. Okay, with the the not the movie, the actual Matrix. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. In the premise of the film, robots went to war with human beings. Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> We've seen what the robots are. There are several different kinds of robots, but they're very they're machine oriented. They're not copying us. They're not humanoid, right? Mm-hmm. They're either squids or they're weird baby heads or whatever they are in the last movie. But there are different different machines to do different things, right? The machines created the matrix as a simulation for human beings, mm-hmm. right? Which means that somehow the machines had to know about people and how they experience the world. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's it's bogus, right? Otherwise, it doesn't make any it doesn't make any so sense. So they must to the not people. have been paying attention during the first version of the Matrix. Well, if they said that the first version of the Matrix was where everything was perfect, and they yeah. blame that on our psychology, right? They basically so they weren't say paying we attention. would we couldn't accept yeah. it, right? I think that's bullshit. That's bullshit. If you were raised in a paradise, 
your psychology would change to accept the new paradise, okay? There's no struggle, no war, no strife, no, no violence, no nothing. You have a perfect, and you've been raised in that. Your psychology will change based on your environment, just like people's but right now. Their psychology changes to their environment. You also have to account for differences in opinion. Right, but your opinions are formed by external stimuli. Uh, 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 You're not born with uh, an opinion. No, all right, all right, all right. But you are born okay. with specific patterns of thinking. Okay, name one. <laughs> name one that could not be influenced by external stimuli. Influenced, yes, but changed, no. Like I just made the, I just made the. Ex I know it's an extreme example, but the example of the psychopath, or the sociopath. But that is starting to point more and more towards a physical variant mm -hmm. within that person. The inability to feel emotions, they're, they're speculating that that is part of people being born. You know, a lack of, a lack of and an inability to experience empathy, mm -hmm. right? Everyone else experiences empathy, but these people don't. And they're starting to notice and recognizing it earlier and earlier. It's really hard when someone's born because empathy is something that becomes more prevalent as someone grows older. It's why the terrible twos are terrible because two-year-olds as a general rule i'm sorry i had an empathy. amazing daughter i don't know what the fuck you're talking well, about well that's true although Whatever. my son was fucking awful and i think three i think <laughs> three is way worse than two right but uh, most people who are you know I, I hate using the word normal but more along the lines of natural psychological development which pairs along with physical development it starts becoming more and more about who is and what and what they are experiencing that informs the types of decisions that they'll be making towards the end. This movie has the premise that it is innate in our nature to rebel against something that's perfect, and I don't believe that's true. I believe that if you created a perfect world with the outliers being people who are born, you know, who have the inability to experience emotion or things like that, I think that they would have taken those people out of the system. They're saying that the perfect system failed because it's innate in our nature to not want it, that we need to be miserable. And I think that's more of I'm an not opinion talking of the writers. I'm talking about than... not miserable. I don't think that we did. I was disagreeing with, with okay. Agent Smith. Not miserable, but we do. I do think that at even at just just on a basic level, Conflict mm -hmm. is something, not conflict, but uh, strife. The need, the desire to, say, want friends, right? Mm -hmm. And if your friends yeah. have differences of opinion, right? Do, you, right? do you see what I'm saying? Do you see what I'm getting at? Well, I think when we're talking yes, about on the, on, the, on the scale of millions of people, right? Even right. if it is a paradise and nobody starves, mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I, I, evolution. Because like the, they kept saying what they said was it failed. In other words, people didn't accept it and they started dying. What they're saying is that it's innate in human nature, not about a difference in opinion, but because it was perfect, people started dying. Because we expect in our nature for things to be difficult and to things to be, you know, basically the real world, what we have now. Mm -hmm. That the real world is our natural state. And that if we experience anything different, the we that that's when we started to reject, you know, reject the um, the perfect matrix, oh, and people started uh, to so die. So wait, here's a question then: When they began to enslave the human race, mm -hmm. how did it begin? 
Did they just go, right. all right, everybody in? Or did they kill everyone and start growing babies from there? Because the timeline you, is very unspecific. Yeah, if you, if yeah. you have a... If you started off with a parrot... Okay, all right, here. Here's what happened. So it, it would mm -hmm. make more sense. The, the uh, Smith's premise would make more sense if the group of people that you first installed into the Matrix already had experienced the Earth beforehand. Right, that makes more okay, sense. Okay, but they don't say that. They just say... they. Okay, mm -hmm. so if they just killed everybody and started off, then yes, your world would make sense. Right. Right. So we know they can grow babies. So they must have... So if... Well, if they're growing, they must have started off... The first set of people from the Matrix must have been from the real world before... Uh, who had experienced the world before. Put into a world right. that were then... That was perfect. They rejected it because they remembered what the original world was like. So they must have killed uh -huh. everyone and then started growing babies. So here's the question that I have yeah. for the new one. Yeah. They started growing growing babies and putting them into into the world, yeah. right? So the whole world was populated by babies at some point? No, they must have been raised by people in the matrix. They must have been ra raised by AIs. They had to have been. That's the only thing that I could think of. Yeah, or NPCs. No way, My mom was an NPC, mm -hmm. too. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. So the idea in the Matrix is that it must have a... In the Matrix that they're using in the movie, it has to have a a history people have to be able to go oh, yeah well you know uh, the history that they're telling each other because remember the time frame that they use for the matrix isn't the actual time mm -hmm. they selected one just before there were robots right mm -hmm. before they started developing robots is that time frame frozen in place if the matrix continues on is it permanently 1999 in the matrix oh, with no development and no forward thinking what if the what if the people in the matrix start creating robots what do they do at that point you go in there they, they build a matrix and then <laughs> it's an infinite regress it's a it's a fractal uh-huh mm -hmm. right but i mean the idea is is that in the matrix if, if it's 1999 and the years are progressing just like in real in the real world that there will be scientists and people who are trying to study things that um, would um, would eventually lead to them developing their own AI within the Matrix, right? Mm -hmm. The Matrix would have to create another AI in the Matrix. And would that AI be aware that it is in a simulation? Or would they have to keep it in the, you know, in the Matrix... And not they would constantly have to fool everyone. Maybe they would just do a reset day and go back to January 1st, 1999. They never imply that they can erase people's memories or change things that drastically. If they could, no Neo would ever appear. Because all they'd have to do is reset, blank them, the person's memory, and then they would start all over again. They never do that. that that's ever. just a plot flaw, though. Do you think so? Yeah, that's not a technical flaw or a science flaw. Well, oh, I guess it I is a science flaw. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> well, then this is the thing. They would, they, it, it apparently they aren't able to detect who the one is. No. No, and, but this is the, the thing. Uh, here's, a, here's a plot flaw, but also a technical flaw. Mm -hmm. You know that there is a there is a, uh, a an element of in the matrix of people who are aware of it who have hacked in as their as right. their best self and are now attempting mm -hmm. to search for this one person uh, they find right. him and then to a day later, a, a body is dumped. Mm -hmm. Your your computer doesn't go, doesn't set off any red flags and go, um, yeah, so yeah. Uh, that guy must have been the one they're looking for. Let's not release him. <laughs> or 
or any of the other people that have managed to figure out a way they out. They also kind of make it seem like it's business as usual because Neo wakes up in the pod. Mm-hmm. He, he leans out, tears himself out of the pod, and then pulls out right. the tube from his stomach, stands there, looks around dumbfounded after a moment, and then all mm-hmm. of a sudden this machine comes and goes, you? And then unzips, its, unzips his connection to the Matrix and then dumps him into yeah. the water. Grabs him by the like neck the, oh, and then no, dumps this, him this into the water. Oh, no, this shit happens all the time. Let's just keep adding right. people to this group of, of rebellious humans that live underneath us. <laughs> Why? Well, Especially I have a feeling if we're that such if the a Nebuchadnezzar danger. hadn't... So the Nebuchadnezzar can track him yeah. and separate him from the Matrix, right. right? That's what the pill is, right. right? Take one pill, it separates you from the Matrix somehow. It's actually a program that tells you to turn your turn yourself off and you disconnect, right? And the Nebuchadnezzar can track where that person is so that he can intercept the body before he drowns because they, like, dump him in a lake. Oh, and like oh, yeah, there's, he has no musculature, so, yeah, probably he would drown. Right, he can't really... But I kind of like that little like hooky that. thing, the hand thing that picks him up. It's like we, have, we do this all the <laughs> business as usual for us too we actually have a a hand grabby thingy that grabs bodies and brings them because there's a lot of people living outside of the matrix yeah right yep and not all of them some of them have been born in these caves or whatever but how come they can do that but the ai programs and whatever is monitoring the matrix can't do the same thing they apparently cannot notice when someone gets disconnected and dumped i think that's I think that would go against the programming of the Matrix. And we haven't even gotten into the program, how the program of the Matrix could possibly function. So aside from the fact that the Matrix has been created by robots who don't share our same senses or sensibilities, seemingly, created a program that could convince any person born within the Matrix that this is the real world. That this, I mean, there's a little bit of a joke. Mouse talks about how everything tastes like chicken. Mm -hmm. And they said, you know, maybe because they didn't know what that taste like how in the hell did the robots even know what anything tasted like (laughs) is it best guess are they that good at diagnosing oh well these sensory cells will pick up this and then we'll just program that in so that whenever someone eats a chicken they'll they'll it'll taste like chicken and if they eat a snake it'll taste like chicken or whatever um and it's kind of a throwaway line right Mm -hmm. but how much more if the robots didn't know what other things tasted like how much more are they missing right they didn't come up with a program for the other things the other kinds of meat that people would eat so how do they know what fruit tastes like how do they know how do they know how you here's a my best example of this how do they know what you smell like after you've spent the day at the beach Mm -hmm. it has Mm -hmm. to be in there right you go down to the beach, you swim around, you come back, you smell like suntan oil and a little bit of a little bit of salt water. I have an idea. I have an mm. idea, right? Okay. Since they are able to project into your mind the construct of the matrix, mm-hmm. it is very possible that they also have a snapshot of your brain. Mm-hmm. So it must have been at some point they had gathered the information from a person's brain while they were eating specific things and said, okay, for every person that's eating an apple, replicate this. Okay, so everyone whether, tastes yeah. the same thing the same. I, I don't know. Maybe you do. Maybe, yeah. Also, also, do you see blue when I say blue? Well, we don't know because I can't yeah. tell if you're seeing the same blue that I'm seeing. Okay, but in the Matrix, you probably would be because it would make it much easier if you just said, well, let's say this. we, we took the genetically best human being that we've created and then mm-hmm. we, put him, we put him here. We have him hot, hooked into the Matrix and we right. physically feed him a steak. Right. And he eats it and the, and the computer 
computer goes, okay, so these neurons are firing. These these chemical interactions are happening. This is what the texture is like. This is that. And then right. records it and says, okay, for every person who is eating X, right. this is what it tastes like. Okay. This is what it feels like. This is what it smells like. Okay. I, I would say that is one way that they could get around get around that. They program, pro- program that in into the system. So as but that's the person... only if you want it to work. I mean, but who yeah. cares about it working? I mean, so as the you person already interacts... killed all the babies. <laughs> interacts with the program with the matrix program right mm-hmm. it has to be set up so that in the matrix people are all going to the same places they're interacting with each other it's i don't know if you've ever played an mmorpg but it's like a massive lobby where all of the players go and they interact and they meet right yes One i used setting, to play everquest right different different players right but the difference with this is is that it is completely immersive to the point which you can't you can't tell it from you can't tell the difference between simulation and real life right Right. <clears throat> so that everyone that goes decides to go to the beach that day, they're all going to be experiencing more or less the same thing in in the same location, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the matrix has made it so that no one glitches into each other, right? <laughs> yeah. That no one glitches into each other. Do you other. remember a while back we had a conversation where we we spoke and said, "Imagine if all you had to do." was touch somebody and you accidentally picked up pieces of their DNA which your body mm-hmm. then replicated and said I, my hair is red I don't have red <laughs> hair I just no 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 not today I want I want my hair back somebody somebody right. and then everybody's running away from you like but if there's so, genetic genetic implications in the matrix that they understand mm-hmm. it would still have to follow like I accidentally phased through you and now I have straight black hair right. oops so now I would like to get back to scientists in the matrix okay the Matrix has to account for scientists who are going to be doing study in physics, right? Uh-huh. And all of the other things, you know. Uh, there are going to be doctors that are going to be trying to find cures for diseases. Mm-hmm. There's going to be people who want to study the tectonic plates. There are going to be paleontologists who are going out into the field and unearthing, unearthing dinosaur bones. The Matrix has to be able to provide fake results to these scientists as they're conducting their study in the Matrix. If they go, if they miss a step and they start seeing that there's nothing there or that, you know, scientists will make a best educated guess as to what they're going to find based on the evidence at hand, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So is the matrix actively coming up with evidence to support whatever whatever the person's theory is, right? So Mm -hmm. let's say someone's looking through an electron microscope and they're going, they're going smaller and so I mean, we've taken pictures of atoms. Yep, at right? this point we have seen atoms. Yeah, we've seen electron so, clouds too. Yeah. Yes. So did the matrix come up with the matrix the the for the infinitely small when we're studying or even more or even better when the guys went up in the space shuttle and went up and repaired the Hubble telescope. That Hubble telescope is gathering data and then feeding it back. Did the matrix come up with the fake data for the people to study and ponder over? Mm-hmm. Is there a, a max or minimum limit that the matrix could possibly continue to come up with answers for, right? Since they created all the physics in the matrix, and apparently you can bend those physics, mm-hmm. they never say how you can bend those physics, right? Only try to realize the truth. 
I love that kid, though. I gotta say, I love that kid because it was like, at, at, like when I was when I was eighteen, I was so dumb. I thought that was a really philosophically profound thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that the spoon. Don't the, try and there bend is no the spoon. spoon. There is no spoon. Right. And then he bends it. Right. So what they're implying is is that perception is key to being able to manipulate the the matrix, right? How you are perceiving the matrix, you can change it if you come to certain realizations about, oh yeah, this is all a simulation. I can just, I can break every rule. Do simulations behave that way? In the ones that we create, mm-hmm. right? Let's say you, you're doing a VR experience mm-hmm. and you're like, you put on the VR helmet and you decide, I'm going to fly now. If it's not programmed into, if it's not in the program, you don't fly, right? If it's not part of the VR, you don't fly. Right. No matter how, even if you know I'm in a simulation now, and now that I know that I'm in a simulation, I want to fly while I'm in the simulation. In order for that to happen, you need to break open the program, reprogram it so that you can fly in the virtual world. So how are they doing that in this, in the Matrix? Oh, you just think differently and you can just do it. Yeah. You know, it's the same limitation. I did it the other day. (laughs) But I mean, in the basis of the movie, if you can think a different way, then you can manipulate everything, right? You can stop bullets, you can fly, you can become super strong, you can communicate directly to the people who program it, apparently, by picking up a phone call, (laughs) picking up a telephone. You know, um, I don't think... I mean, I would have felt better is when he was removed from the Matrix that they said at some point, we have entered programs into the Matrix that allow us to do things that no one else can do. You know what I mean? Right. So... One more thing about this whole tethering thing, mm-hmm. right? The, so when you're hooked up to the thing and they stick it in the back of your neck, you can apparently download any skill that you need. <laughs> <laughs> I would love this. Instantaneous learning, right? Mm-hmm. So this is actually... One second. There's a hyena in your house. Apparently. Um, so this is instantaneous learning, right? Mm-hmm. And it's a physical process. It has to be. It's not just you just know it in the Matrix. You have to be able to, you know, know it in real life. It's like you're programming your brain to immediately learn something, right? Right. So technically, the way they do it is they hook him up, they download the Kung Fu program. He comes out and he says, I know Kung Fu now, right? Right. Not, I know Kung Fu in the Matrix. I know Kung Fu. Like, they just put it in there. So how do you think that's doing that? How are they how are they doing this instantaneous learning? I have no fucking idea. <laughs> Honestly, it's not possible. So it doesn't I mean, this is the thing. I I don't know of any there are there are people who over the years, or at least in the past twenty years since since more prevalent use of the internet, who believe that mm-hmm. there are such things as little brain hacks that you can do. There are certain brain hacks you can do to learn to learn, not instantaneously download, but to learn how to learn faster and to right. learn more in a more organized way. Right. Um, but you are still in, it's still involved in reading, repetition, taking mm. notes, uh, creating mind palaces. That's another, right. re- another a very interesting, it's, that's how I, I got a, a B plus in Orgo this time. Right. Um, uh, but you, but instantaneous, like they tried to make it like, oh, if you, if you can play this game, it will make your mind faster. Right. It will make you think faster. And I remember thinking, oh, good, I can play this game and it will make me think faster. Right. They use, it in the doesn't. movie, yeah, it doesn't. in the movie, 
they used the brain as if it were a computer. And you just added a program into the computer and you know it immediately. Our brains mm -hmm. don't work like that. No, they do not. You know, the old adage, 10,000 hours, remember? Mm -hmm. So basically this thing is putting 10,000 hours of experience, I guess, into your brain. So that all of a sudden you know how to fly a helicopter. Or you know how to... Uh, um, or you know how to fight in Kung Fu style, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that what if you had the ability to form those memories, because that's what it mostly is. It's a lot of memory mm -hmm. of how you did something. Muscle, mer muscle memory just basically means that your brain knows exactly, you know, had you've done it so many times that you could do it without thinking about it, right? I think that anything that attempted to rewire the brain in such a way that you m knew something instantaneously, you did 10,000 hours immediately down downloaded to your brain, you would probably go crazy or die. I don't think your brain can do it. Brains learn it a certain way. Some people learn faster than others. There are definitely a lot of techniques that can help people along the way. But I think that if you tried to form that many memories in your brain at one time, you probably would die of a <laughs> I'm not quite sure what would happen. I think you might go crazy. I, I, my bottom okay. line is, let's say you're walking along, do 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 do, and all of a sudden, memories and training that you don't remember ever happening, suddenly, bang, it's in your head. That would permanently change your personality, at the very least, because who you are is based on where you've been, right? If they could download Kung Fu or helicopter, <laughs> flying and, helicopter. And what type of Kung Fu? Exactly. There's like thousands of them. The kind I learned was a was a praying mantis. Right. Like which he doesn't do in the goddamn movie in that kind of No, he doesn't. Yeah. No. But imagine if they can do that, they can put anything in your head. Not just skills. They can change everything. Bang. Oh, the matrix it doesn't exist anymore. Bang. Oh, no, you're a girl. <laughs> They could put anything in your head that would drastically change who you are now. You know, a, a person that I think spent 10,000 hours perfecting Kung Fu is going to have a different personality than someone who didn't spend 10,000 hours learning Kung Fu. It's mm -hmm. not like he had a, a an interest in it. He was just a fucking hacker before he got into he got into. Yeah, the and that's the thing, though. Why is it only hackers? I don't. Yeah, because... Did you ever... Did you notice guess, that... They discovered it while hacking, or what? They're just they're they're so specialized in their hacking that they can see it. It's like, uh, you know, this is the thing. Um, why why can't it be a person who works in philosophy that's sitting there working on a philosophical problem that goes, mm -hmm. huh? No, none of this a, is real. We're in and a then simulation. all of a sudden, Morpheus comes in. And he's like, "Here's your pill." And then, <laughs> No, no, no. It has to be people who sat in front of computers for a long time because that's right. the what? Is that the best of the best? Is that what we're saying? Here's, here's the best part. Computers yeah. that are in the matrix, not that, real computers that are not actually connected to anything in the matrix, but to each other in this simulated world. Mm -hmm. How did they hack from the fake computer that they're on in the matrix? How did they accidentally hack into the real matrix? Oh. But is there, I think that I'm trying to say that I don't think that the fact that they are hackers would indeed imply them automatically no. finding out that the matrix isn't real no neither, I mean, neither it, do yeah. i yeah i i think i think that that's just another opinion of the directors the wachowski sisters yeah they're sisters um, now yeah uh that was just their opinion well we're we're computer nerds therefore this should translate we're... to us being the greatest <laughs> neckbeards on earth who can escape because we're so philosophically intelligent when really 
How is it that a guy who, like you said before, was a physicist working for NASA, didn't mm -hmm. sit there with his telescope and then go, you know, this patchy area of the sky is nothing but static. Like, right. And then he keeps closing up on it and then realizes there's not mm -hmm. actually anything there. It's just nothing. And right. then he sits there and contemplates this idea and wakes to the idea, holy shit, mm -hmm. this, mm -hmm. none of this is real. Nope. Why, why not that guy? No, it, it's the computer. No, hacker. it has to be a hacker. Because, because once computers. they come out, they have to be able to use the computers from the 22nd century suddenly. And do you ever see them doing that other than to hack them back into the Matrix? Yeah, no. And the code that's floating across the screen. Yeah. I forgot what it's called, but it's being used wrong. Somebody, somebody, <laughs> yes. One of my hacker friends who is not a, uh, he's not a hacker. He's just right. he's a person who's worked in computers for a very long time. Mm -hmm. said, said that that's being used incorrectly. In fact, the year that I think he went to the theater with us and he's like, that's something code and he goes it's it's totally wrong because he was mm -hmm. he was like my my neil degrasse tyson at the at that point where mm -hmm. no matter what was in the movie he's like you like you know that's not possible right mm -hmm. holy shit now, jason i have to piss so bad okay go i'm gonna i'm gonna drink it that's what's gonna happen i'm just gonna no, sit here and drink stop it, it. All right, I'm, I'm listening <laughs> he just walked into a corner and he just started peeing now he's pointing at it oh my god now he's lying he's rolling in it like a dog i mean i had suspicions but i had no idea okay he looks like he's almost done Nope, he's still going. I don't know how much he had to drink, but it was a lot. Jeez Louise. It's like he popped a leak. Hey, maybe that's why we call it taking a leak. But why would you take one? Wouldn't you give one? I'm going to go give a leak. That makes more sense, doesn't it? Taking one means that you took one from someone else. And would you want to take someone else's leak? No. You'd be given a leak. Or springing a leak. That one's even better. You sprung a leak. I got to go spring a leak. Or you can smash cans on the floor like my cat just did. This episode is brought to you by Background Noise. Background Noise. Background Noise is flavor. That's what they say. No, he's still going. Oh, boy. Andy's farting. I hate it when people pee and fart. I mean, I know it, you're usually in a bathroom and you think you're alone, but you might as well let one rip. But I've never been able to do one at the same time. I feel like I'm going to... It gets all confusing down there. <sighs> well, now he's peeing blood. There's something definitely wrong with him and his kidneys. He seems like it's just absolutely normal. You know, just oh, he's wait, back because this is the thing. <laughs> While you were off killing your dog, I was making yes. commentary. Okay, fine. So, we've kind of covered the Matrix. It's extraordinary. Oh, just one last thing. Cypher says that he can kind of read it. He can kind of mm. read the Matrix. Here's my question about that. Yeah. They can create a construct that's similar to the Matrix to go into, but they can't possibly display it on a TV screen. <laughs> Exactly. They can't look around. They can't go through it with like an invisible camera. Or go camera. into, hack into a camera that's mm -hmm. in the Matrix. Why or not? hack into someone who's in the Matrix and just see what they're seeing. Ooh. You know? Hack that into would be their, my job. <laughs> their feed, you know? It was like, okay, all of this is going to this guy. We're just going to tap into it. We're going to see everything that he sees, right? That would be that would be great. Or just hack into somebody else and just... What happens if someone hacks into a, a person? If a person hacks into a person, mm -hmm. does the other person die? Well, we saw I mean, it happen in the second movie. Well, they... Oh, that's true. Yeah. I mean, because the implication is, is that the security AIs, the, the Agent Smiths, can hack into anybody. And I guess the other person dies when they hack into them, right? Do they always die, or do they... I assume so. Well, not just that, but you can not only hack into a person, but if you are pulled out of the Matrix in that person's body, you are uploaded to their brain in the real world. <laughs> 
Okay, that's great. Hey, you know what? What? Why does the Matrix exist? Because that's that's actually this is the, the big enchilada. This is the uh, big because enchilada. They don't know about geothermal vents um, and or see. solar electricity. Uh, they also don't know about wind power. Um, nope. They also don't know about water power. Nope. Um, and remember uh, in the movie, what they said was that the humans caused they, they scorched they, what the they said, sky. They, they scorched the sky, causing um, clouds. I guess forever. <laughs> Because when they show the Earth, the Earth is completely destroyed, isn't it? It's like there's nothing left alive. It's all just blackened whatever, right? Mm -hmm. Because the clouds came over, and I guess it killed everything. It was more powerful than um, than the things that killed the dinosaurs. It was more powerful than any other extinction-level event. Humans just very smartly decided, fuck it. <laughs> Let's just kill everything. And they did this because the, the machines were dependent on solar power, right? Mm -hmm. They figured this will be, this will take care of them. We'll take away their solar power and they won't be able to survive. Good and thing so we didn't scorched. make them smart enough to, to find another way, source of power. <laughs> oh, yeah, but they did. The worst kind. <laughs> Human power. Right, so everyone knows this scene where he says the Matrix is a form of control to turn people into batteries, right? Mm -hmm. And basically what they're doing is people are in these pods and these great big tall and there's like thousands of people on every single one of those pods and um, they grind up dead people to feed to living people to uh, keep them alive so that they will continue to generate energy in the form of heat, mm. right? So, <clears throat> they don't know anything about the laws of thermodynamics, do they? <laughs> no. The robots don't, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, the machines right. that have all of our historical mm -hmm. knowledge right. and, and science right. and are right. supposedly more advanced mm -hmm. than we'll ever mm -hmm. be. Right. So, let's just take this for face value. They're using people to create electricity to power them. You would think that it would only be a short-term solution. Maybe they can just do it until they start building their solar arrays above the cloud line or the geothermal that would not have been killed off Maybe by killing the sky. Maybe they felt bad for us. Whatever. <laughs> So here's the beginning of the problem with that. Um, let's say someone weighs like uh, 180 pounds, and they'll burn an average of 56 calories an hour mm -hmm. when they're at rest. Everybody's at rest, right? Mm -hmm. Everyone in the matrix is not running around. They're not generating. They're not burning more calories. Okay, so that's like I don't know. 1, they have pee power. <laughs> that's like 1,300 calories a day, <clears throat> just lying in their goop thing, right? Mm -hmm. All of that energy is lost energy for the machines. Okay, and maybe, maybe, maybe they the, the caloric burn might be a little bit higher because the brain accounts for like roughly 20% of all the energy that we use, um, despite that we, you know, our total body mass, our brain eats up a lot of energy. Okay. Mm -hmm. So the people in the matrix are living out full mental lives. So we don't know how much energy the brain is soaking up, how much it's eating. But energy cannot be created or destroyed, right? Uh, the calories that we convert... Uh, depends on what you're asking. <laughs> yeah. But the calories we convert can't just spurt out of us at the other end 
for the machines to use. If they use that energy, we die. Okay? So any energy... And remember, in order to keep us alive as batteries, they have to expend a certain amount of energy to keep us fed, to for the robots to tend to our pods, you know, for all of the... You know, to keep them collected to what connected to whatever energy grid. And... Um, you know, it's going to run at a net net deficit. Mm-hmm. Okay, whatever kinetic or thermal energy they're getting. Well, from I would the say people, that there would be. A, it you would hope that they would be advanced enough to know how to retake energy so that it was near lossless. That they would have somehow, because they're machines and they have they have better ways of thinking and all of our historical knowledge, they would be able to put it to good use in applying it. Now, obviously, using a human being as a battery is a dumb idea. But if they needed to do that at first, they would probably, hopefully, find a way that there would it would absorb as much of the energy that we produce as possible and right. save it. And but save that it. breaks the second law of thermodynamics. Okay. Oh, yeah, but they're saving it in a battery. But we know that we know that it's going to dissipate. Right, it's a net loss. Okay, keeping oh, us. Oh yeah. And so how are they energy. feeding us? They're feeding yeah. us with other they're... uses. Inevitably, they yeah. would run out because they're not right. growing Inevitably. any food. Exactly, they're not growing food. You can't grow food. Remember, everyone's eating mushrooms or some shit. I don't know where they get the where the humans that aren't in the matrix are getting their food. Right. Mm-hmm. But they're feeding us dead bodies. Right. Yummy. Enough dead bodies to keep us alive. Any fullness Billions that we would feel. Billions of us. Uh huh. Would any fullness that we would feel would be a product of the matrix mm-hmm. right including fat people no 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 they're, they're only fat fed the ma- normally out, out. They're, f- <laughs> they're fat in the matrix <laughs> right so the in the second law of thermodynamics the sum of entropy between two or more interacting negative. systems yeah. always increases right well what, I'm, um, what i mean is it's you've you've used you've usually used yes okay i got it mm-hmm. yeah. you know and when we look at the universe as a whole, which is the largest known interaction of systems, things are constantly moving towards disorder, to entropy, you know. More than likely, we're going to suffer the, you know, the deep cold. Everything, all the energy is going to be used up. It's going to dissipate. Things are going to be too far away. In this cold, dark universe, <laughs> everything will eventually mm-hmm. be gone. It, you know what will be left at the end of the universe, Jason? Mm-hmm. I had to learn this. Protons. Mm-hmm. Protons right. will still exist, but they w- <laughs> the electron <laughs> will decay before the before the proton, I believe, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the neutron. But the the protons, mm-hmm. it's like I think it's like ten to the twenty third years, which is a lot of mm-hmm. fucking years. Right. Yeah. But I mean, look at it this way: a pregnant woman, seemingly from an outside observer, has created a baby. When they get pregnant, they have a baby. Oh, right? oh wait, no. If you're going into life, that's a totally different thing because life itself slows down the process of thermodynamics the second right, uh, just but only a little bit but most lot. people don't consider a is lot. how much <laughs> energy was needed to create that baby to create yeah. then some she the ate. baby she constructed the baby she, in their belly she ate and ate and ate and ate yes and that process isn't lossless mm-hmm. i i agree right. that's 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 extreme it is not lossless when a pregnant woman eats it is extremely extremely wasteful and i'm mm-hmm. not i'm not saying that oh, fuck you pregnant women i'm just saying when they eat they will crave an enormous amount of calories mm-hmm. because um, it the takes man, an, like we a i think we went amount, over yeah. uh, um, how much poop could you eat before it was no longer <laughs> like food? <laughs> like science. Science. Well, no, but this is the thing. If you if you eat and then you 
you poop it out, you it is obviously not a lossless system. Otherwise, your body would just absorb 100% of the food. Right. It doesn't so, do poop and pee. So if you were to be able to make it edible again, mm, how much more can you get out of it? Right. So, a, so obviously a pregnant woman is pooping out a lot that mm. they're, they're, they're not putting towards not just the benefit. They're, they're not putting it towards the benefit of their own body. And they're also not putting it towards the benefit of the baby. So, no. yes. So in order for the machines to be able to sustain themselves on this ridiculous energy source, their energy needs need to be less than the, you know, all the people plugged up to this thing. It has to be less than what is being produced. And why not just okay. unscorch the sky? Well, yeah. Why, why not don't just they fix that? Apply why not just fix that try shit? To fix it? You mean climate change? We fixed that a long time ago. Right. Shake so, and bake colony, you know. The third law of thermodynamics state. The third or the second? The third. I just oh, did the, the third. Oh, what, yeah. what's the third, Jason? Because, no, this, I've never heard of this. Well, now I know what it that is. That a system moves towards absolute zero. Randomness decreases and entropy approaches a constant. In, order, okay. in other words, entropy becomes a constant. Can I add a caveat? Because it, th- I needed this explained to me, though. Okay. Is that it doesn't necessarily mean that all of the energy is always gone from every system. What it means is that it is moved towards a less energetic state. That's right. Right. So okay. this is the thing. People would assume that that means that you cannot bring order out of chaos when that is not true. If mm. you have, if the entire system is a sodium atom and a chlorine atom and you have them they're both ions right one is positively mm-hmm. charged and one is negatively charged the mm-hmm. system is too is is energetic so when mm-hmm. they come together it is actually less energetic the entropy has been re- and then the entropy has been reduced and the system has actually become more complex at least mm-hmm. yet yeah, at least that's how i had it explained to me was that was when i this is this was this is a, 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 something that's brought up often to teach creationists the wrong thing to say about evolution, which is that they believe that the the second law of thermodynamics makes it impossible for ad, in, ad, uh, complexity to increase mm-hmm. in systems, which isn't true at all. Mm-hmm. I just named one particular system where it would it, if you if you had a baby, mm-hmm. it it would if you if you impregnate a woman, then then the egg would never turn into a baby, which is obviously very more com, more complex uh, system. But only if it's closed off from any energy source. All right, but it's, she's, being it's not, she's being she's fed. She's being fed. Yeah, and the amount of energy that you put in to make that baby does not equal the amount of energy that that baby now has. Oh, okay. okay. Also, that would mean that since the sun's energy is not reaching the earth at that point, they are out an enormous power source that is no longer fueling them. So the earth would be very cold. The earth would be very cold. Sure. Right. The earth would be very cold. Um, solar energy drives everything on this planet. Yeah. With the exception of germo, uh, you know, geothermal mm-hmm. um, energy. But any, you know, any cloud cover that you put up would only be temporary. It's like they destroyed weather and it was in a permanent state of nuclear winter, which is not possible. Even in a nuclear winter scenario, we've had objects strike this earth so hard. We've had volcanoes that exploded so badly. So hard they formed a moon. Yeah. (laughs) They 
well, nothing was alive on the earth at that point, but... Well, um, not nothing. <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> but um, the earth reverted back to form, right? Yeah. Eventually, I mean, the the Yosemite caldera has, has re- erupted several times, mm-hmm. okay? Every time it did, it threw out a huge amount of ash, it got a little bit colder, and then eventually all of that ash came down out of the atmosphere, things gradually returned back to a, a more habitable state, okay? We had animals that survived the, the frickin' um, uh, asteroid that struck the Earth um, towards the end of the age of the dinosaurs, mm-hmm. or we wouldn't be here, Okay, so there's a certain amount of stored energy on the planet in the form of, um, you know, other well, in animals. In the form of that anything, to survive really. it. Right. To, be, to be completely honest, if That's there's true. energy yeah. in a fucking rock, it's just <laughs> it's just you got to release it somehow. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So you know, someone did a, a calculation as to what you know if the machines could harvest all of the energy produced by a human brain it would take them 3 days to charge an iphone okay interesting that's interesting. not a good power exchange okay and considering all of the other things that they could have done to harvest energy, this is the most ridiculous one. They had a buffet <laughs> of options not just that, for them. But there is a scene in the second movie where they are literally tunneling down to Zion. And yeah. not one of these machines stopped and said, hey, uh, you guys can hear me, right? Over? And then they're like, yeah, what, what, you, you're digging down to Zion, right? Uh, hey, you guys ever considered using the heat from the, the core of the Earth? Because they're kind of keeping warm with it. Yeah, no, yeah. fuck that shit. Let's just destroy the humans. What? They wouldn't even have to tunnel that far. I mean, they... <laughs> and they were capable of tunneling very fast, too. But I guess all the volcanoes went dormant, and and the oceans just disappeared. I guess right because they're not using they're not using waves. There are no rivers. I guess it doesn't rain on the on the new Earth. Yeah. What exactly are the the humans outside of the the Matrix fighting for exactly? I mean, it's they, we want our awful. shitty Earth back. <laughs> Dude, you guys fucked it all. Why don't you just stay in the Matrix? Oh, yeah, that makes more sense. Actually, at the end of it, if they were able to solve their energy problems, they could just Mm -hmm. be like, well, why not just, why don't you guys just stay in here? It's it's warmer, it tastes better, it's, you you know. Yeah, yeah. Cypher was right. (laughs) Yeah. Considering everything, all the shit that they had to do to barely stay alive in this destroyed environment where they were being either used by batteries or whatever. Cypher was right. And remember what Cypher told them? Yeah. And this goes back to the the abilities of the Matrix. He said he wanted to be someone important like an actor, and he didn't want to remember any of it. Which means that they do have the ability to reprogram a human mind to forget everything that they had been going through up until that point. They have complete and total control over people's memories. Mm-hmm. So how is it that they keep losing control? Because human minds are that powerful and strong. Right. So the Matrix is bullshit. Do I think that we're going to have a highly advanced um, virtual re- virtual systems? Uh, maybe, but I don't know. I mean, I don't know what kind of <clears throat> leap forward we're going to need to have in order for us to experience something that feels ex- perfectly real. One thing in the middle of the movie, just just a little thing. Mm-hmm. When he goes on, and uh, when when uh, Agent Smith goes on his little diatribe about humans aren't actually mammals, I was sitting there going, "These are highly intelligent." F- 
a very mm. advanced machines who understand how evolution works. Right. Humans are mammals. That yeah. whether, whether I think he, he was just we... using it as an insult. I yeah. think he was well, using it fuck, as an insult. Fuck that, you know. Species are based on physiology, you dumb robot, not on how not on behavior, well, right? I mean, <laughs> basically his analogy and analogy is this. You know, um you know, there were uh, ancient lizards that could swim in the water, and one looked exactly like a dolphin. So dolphins and ichthyosaurs are exactly alike. <laughs> exactly. They're the same species. That's not how that works. I think he was just being a dick. <laughs> Do you have anything else you would like to add to our let me, disassembly of the Matrix? Let me run through the questions here. Why do the agents even need to take over bodies? Don't know. It doesn't make any sense. Um, nope. Could, can you possibly hold... Okay, so just a couple of things. Um, let me see. Do, 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 do. No. Also, um, by the way, why did the why did they make the agents look like agents? Yeah, Couldn't why they do they like all anybody? look like ridiculous human beings? Like like ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, in outside of the Matrix, Cipher gives him a drink and says, and and he drinks it. More than likely, what he probably drank was moonshine, which is very dangerous to drink. Mm-hmm. And what were they making it out of? He's I. Oh yeah, what it, what it would mostly be plant based. Usually, when we make it here, right? It would have to be some sort of plant based. Yeah. Um, something that has a starch in it. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Then I guess yeast survived. Okay. In order to make in order to well, I mean, make you the got, alcohol. Yeah, you got vaginas, so you can get yeast. Barf. <laughs> Yeah, but I, you know what? I was trying to say that without smiling, but that I mean, there would be yeast. You can get yeast out of your beard. Guys can have yeast in beards and in their and their pubes. Yeah. Yeah, but it's probably vaginal. I'm just saying because that's just that's just how I want it. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, drink this, don't go blind. Drink this, you'll go blind. Um, why do they need to truth serum in the Matrix to get into Morpheus's mind? Well, remember, why it not was just, supposed to be, yeah. Why not just wipe out his memories, like you said, or wipe or out the memories, them. or extract the memories <laughs> themselves? If the, if the brain is being uploaded to the Matrix, then the Matrix has an exact copy of it in the Matrix. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But if it's the other way around and the Matrix is going into the brain, then the Matrix can go into the brain and extract the information. Right. All right. Anyway. And couldn't they also track his movements and everything? But he, what they want is information that's outside of the Matrix, right? Mm-hmm. They want to know the location of Zion, which exists in the real world. Right. Okay. Which they could have just done by, what, like searching the planet? Yeah. They, they apparently have the time. <laughs> no, they have no time. They just want to, they need to kill all these humans and, like, they need to kill their, their food source, their energy source. Because they might do a thing. With, a, with stuff. <laughs> with computer stuff. Mm-hmm. Any other questions? No, I think that's it. Oh, you get to choose the movie this week, don't you? Oh, God, do I? Yeah, I, I made a few suggestions, but I don't know. It's up to you. <laughs> I, I, what, what, I forgot. I forgot. I, I put it in the chat, but I can't remember. There were we a couple. We have to give a grade to The Matrix. Oh, my God. No, it failed. Yeah, it failed, guys. It failed. I'm sorry, guys. It failed. <laughs> it's ridiculous. And you know what? I, it, it's a great premise. A lot of people enjoy the movie. I personally don't. But it doesn't mean that the premise... I mean, the premise moves along. I mean, you just shoot through it. Uh, I gotta say, entertaining movie. Definitely. Okay. Definitely. Right. Okay. But um, for mine, yeah, it fails. It's getting an F. Um, I think that if the movie had spent too much time really thinking about what it was coming up with, um, the movie would have fallen apart. I mean, 
in the writing stage, the movie would have fallen apart. Just the the whole turning people into batteries was the thing that, you know, that's the thing, that's the whole crux of The Matrix, and it's the one thing that that makes the least amount of sense and is kind of impossible to do. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, I get to choose the movie? Uh, Yeah, I gave, well, I gave it an F. What did you give it? I gave it an F. You gave it an F, okay. It has science-y things. Um, (laughs) I, I, okay, so, uh, like, no, how about you make a suggestion? No, I'm not making a suggestion. I'm telling you what we're going to do next. Oh, okay. Yeah. And the next, the next, you know what we've never done? What? Meteorology. The weather. Oh, yeah, we have. We did the core, which was bad at no, it. No, that, that was not meteorological. That was not meteorological. That was geological. It still caused meteorological about, problems. I'm talking about the weather. Are we doing Twister? I'll yes, we are. <laughs> oh, no. No. Oh, I hate that movie. I hate I know, but That's we're gonna find you out. Cry. You know what, though, Jason? Because you want to <laughs> yes. know what I was gonna pick, and it would have killed you. What? I was gonna say we should do 2012. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> which is fantastically bad. Come on. I want to do a movie that's slightly more popular than that, and we're going to be taking a look at tornadoes and how those things work, and is anything plausible in that movie? <laughs> So the next time at the Cinetific Institute, we will be studying the science of Twister. For the Cinetific Institute, this has been Podcast Professor Jason Harding. And this has been Podcast Professor Atticus Blake. And remember, here at the Institute, we put the science, science and in, fi- in fiction. <laughs> hole. In my hole. <laughs> Not that one. Bye, everybody. Are you going to say goodbye? Oh, goodbye, everybody. Jeez. Sometimes I just think I'm sitting here with my buddy and talking about a movie. I know. Because that's technically what this is. (laughs) We're not really really professors of anything, you can't. We're not smart at all. (laughs) I'm going to, after this is done, I'm going back outside and smashing my foot with a brick. (laughs) Oh my god, I smashed my pinky toe so hard that the the, the, the toenail turned black. Oh god, (laughs) we're not ending the show like this. I literally, I, I was upstairs. And I, I walked into the there's a there's a vent here that goes through the middle of the room, but it's cut it's got uh-huh. sheetrock uh, to cover it. I Great. I walked in and squeezed in between that my computer was like this, and I Good was job. like, I went, <laughs> all right, bye everyone, bye, I love you. Cinetific is a Let Me Listen podcast production with Jason Harding and Atticus Blake. You can find more Let Me Listen podcasts at our website at lemmelistenpodcast.com. You can also find us on Stitcher, SoundCloud, and iTunes under Let Me Listen. Please subscribe and leave us a review. You can also find us on Facebook, Pinterest, and Twitter. Cinetific is also a listener-supported podcast. If you would like to contribute just $1 a month to support this podcast or any of the other podcasts that Lemmy Listen produces, please visit our page at Patreon. Just search for Lemmy Listen Podcasts, or you can click the Patreon link on our website. And thanks for listening.